Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. We are back once again here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio. And once again, another great week in the world of sports. There's always something. I mean, you just never have a dull moment. And adding to that craziness that is sports, you have a, a beef now. And, and this is this is something that I guess a lot of people could put their name to when it comes to the relationship between journalists and athletes. This latest episode of a journalist and an uh, athlete going at it deals with Stephen A. Smith, as you all may know from uh, ESPN's first take, and the one and only, the king himself, LeBron James. Now, LeBron James is heavy in in the news, not just because of the whole situation with... Um, like with with the whole Kyrie debacle, I don't even know what to call it because you can't really call it all on LeBron, even though it's looking like maybe like LeBron's the bad guy here and Kyrie wants to get out and and it's it's a big deal, but he's kind of painted as the person that's just taking away opportunity from people. You know, like that's that's kind of the way they look at. LeBron James, like he's just holding others back in a sense of being the guy. And mind you, I'm making a big deal out of this only because this is what people focus on. They, they see LeBron James, they see him as the best player in the world. They see him as the guy that, you know, not only has he won a couple of titles, he's lost probably twice as many. And they, they want to pick away at him. They want to see like, what is it that... That, that that gets LeBron, you know, going. What is what is it that he needs as a as a player? Like, it, does he have to have great players around him to win? Because he's only won titles with great players. And this leads me to my next criticism is because we we constantly hear about LeBron having problems with the media and and how he's portrayed as either the good guy or the bad guy. One of those people happened to be um, Stephen A. Smith who I've always realized in the past has been very open about being like close with LeBron and close with Dwayne Wade and all these other guys. I mean, you've heard the skits in the past. They did with SNL and Jay Farrow acting as them, which were hilarious. But uh, let's be honest, you know, they always kind of had Stephen A as being like that guy, you know? And, and he's lately too much of the uh, great ratings for first take on ESPN he's been extreme you know he's been very exaggerated with his responses I've even had on sounds earlier in the year uh, his uh, rant about Phil Jackson and just his thoughts on you know how much he ruined the team and and how he needs to go like that was always a big thing but now he has a problem with the king because LeBron decided to, uh, re- I'm not going to say rebuttal, but uh, pretty much attack any notion that him and Kyrie Irving had uh, an estranged beef and they want to fight each other and how LeBron felt like he was done wrong. You know, he's trying to kill that whole notion of that happening. So because of that, because of that whole, you know, debacle and Stephen A. Smith says he has inside people he has sources you know quote-unquote sources that say that LeBron 
wanted to fight Kyrie Irving, how this is a very volatile situation. Now, let's let's be sure here. Okay, I don't know how volatile LeBron and Kyrie's relationship is. I don't think anybody does. But Stephen A. Smith has come out and said that this is a a uh, a rough situation. That's probably part of the reason why Kyrie wants out. Well, LeBron did not agree. He feels like this was all a made-up story. These are, are fake sources. He actually called it fake news. He called Stephen A. Smith's report fake news. Now, Stephen A. Smith has been in the uh, it's been in the business for a long time, and he's one of those guys that's not afraid to this you know say what's on his mind, whether it's on TV or on the radio. And this past week, he definitely let his presence be known on the radio and on his uh, ESPN radio show. Went on probably one of the more epic rants. I think I've heard in a long time in regards to a uh, a current athlete, regardless of what sport you're in. I mean, this one was uh, just basically throwing it right at him, like letting people know, like, this is his frustration. He called out LeBron and challenged LeBron, honestly. Which is something I didn't expect. And I'm not going to go too deep into it because we're going to play that in our sound section. The top three sounds of the week. Just the uh, the main clip from that. And man, it's a, it's a fun listen for everybody out there. So LeBron, like I said, a great player. But he gets hit with these criticisms. And, and here's another criticism in terms of how other players view him around the league. Uh, just recently, a, a video surfaced with uh, Steph Curry kind of mocking LeBron's workouts because LeBron is always known for having on the Snapchat, his workouts, and and how legendary they are and how he shows all these facial expressions. Well, there's Steph Curry. It looks, looks to be in a party. It looks like a wedding reception. Just, you know, kind of mocking what LeBron does in those Snapchat videos. And the more interesting part about it is the fact that the person egging him on to keep doing it is Kyrie Irving. Now, let's think about this. Kyrie Irving is the one egging him on in the video. Just makes it look like, wow, this really um, could be something here. Now, this is me just poking away at something I have no facts on. So I'm not going to say that I'm putting a report out here. I'm not going to say this is a definite fact that it may be an issue. But... It makes you wonder, like, hey, why would he do that? Especially, among, you know, with all this trade talk happening. But it could be just a party. It could be just us being crazy. Kyrie, you know, you just lost to the guy in the finals. I'm not saying you can't be friends, but it just looks weird when Steph Curry is kind of making fun of the guy that helped you win a ring. So there's a lot of uh, question marks in regards to that. I, I, just, I just thought that was an interesting video. And uh, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, I'm pretty sure it's on uh, different websites and uh, YouTube, Twitter, etc. But uh, Steph Curry showing uh, his uh, playful side at the expense of LeBron James. Now, speaking of like showing a uh, playful side, that probably didn't work out to his benefit. This was another great thing uh, this, this uh, past weekend. There was a big fight. 
uh, Garcia Broner at Barclay Center here in Brooklyn. And amazingly, it was um, it was it was pitched to be like this great battle. You got Broner coming back down to 140 where he's dominant. He's never he's never lost a fight. He's you know this great boxer and this and all these great things you're hearing about him. Obviously, he's going to talk about it himself because that's his attitude. Um, you got Garcia, who's uh, who has going up, who went up in weight to uh, fight him, and he's a great fighter in his own right. Undefeated, can you know? Uh, obviously, has just shown that he's the type of fighter you have to take seriously. He's going against Broner, who was a must. It was a must-win fight, in my opinion, just because he came with two losses. He uh, needs to prove that he's a, a high pay-per-view buy. And this fight was shown on Showtime. It didn't go well for him. It did not go well for him at all. Uh, I, I I look at Broner, and I've seen him live um, twice. And I must say that it was a surprise that he wasn't as effective as as probably he should be in this point of his career. You know, I, I still think he's a, a very talented fighter. And uh, I'm just disappointed. I I really expected this guy to be like the next Mayweather. I think that's what a lot of people saw him as. That's the way he kind of uh, moved as, you know. He did the whole like uh, shoulder roll thing. He he just he had the swagger. And I think he actually came out with Ray Sherman uh, for his uh, entrance. He always has these these exaggerated entrances that get people captivated and talking about him. He's um. He's very, very uh, bold about everything he does. And it's good for the sport because it is good to sell tickets. He could sell himself. But I just think the big difference, obviously, between him and Mayweather, Mayweather has never lost. And when Mayweather is, a, is I think anybody can say this, he's a, a gym rat. The guy's in the gym all the time. You know, whether you like him or not, he is hard work every time he's in there. That's something that uh, has been missing from the game of um, of of Broner. I just I just feel like he's a guy that has all his talent, but he's probably that window's closing in regards to being one of great all time fighters. Yes, he's a four division champion, but uh, what have, what have you done for me lately? And that's what I think a lot of people are starting to wonder when it comes to Broner. This isn't the same buzz he had probably three or four years ago. You know, things have really settled down. He still can get some big fights, but he's not getting the marquee matchups, which I think he he felt like he should be at at this point in his career. You know, talking about the guys like maybe Canelo Alvarez, uh, Triple G, who are the pretty much the big marquee matchup for 2017. And it's 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 an interesting fall from grace. And don't take anything away from Garcia. Guy fought a hell of a fight. Uh, it was a unanimous decision. In at Barclays Center, and it, it, to me, it wasn't even that close. You know, it was, it was a a very surprising outcome. I thought you see a lot more from Broner, but he couldn't get the job done. But uh, that's that's boxing for you. You know, sometimes you just have to be ready to go, and and that's that's a huge huge deal in the sport. So, um, I don't know. Broner, like me personally, I would like to see him fight some more. I would like to see where his career goes to next. But that window's closing. Speaking of boxing, uh, I got special guests on the show uh, a little bit later. I have Julian Hammerhands Rodriguez, 15-0, 10 knockouts, 
signed to top rank boxing. He has a uh, he's like I said one of the top young boxers in the game and he has become an ambassador to elite lifestyle cuisine and you have to hear his story and his reason for becoming an ambassador for this um for this great nutrition and a uh, and a uh, product and he young fighter going through the training process says it's the first time that he's made the switch uh it's a very interesting story and as to even why he would do it because like I said the guy's been undefeated but uh he still felt like it was time to make a change and it's a very um a very interesting story regarding it so definitely looking forward to uh for you guys to hear it because if we had a phone interview um it was a uh, a real unique experience to hear one of the top boxers in the world break down this this big change in his training and his breakdown for his fights he actually has a fight coming up in September and uh like I said we go through it it's a uh, a great uh, phone interview and um you guys stay tuned it's uh it's definitely enlightening into the world of uh professional boxers and what they have to eat and how they go through their training process and elite lifestyle cuisine you know that's it's a big name talk about the uh, guys like Steve Weatherford former Giants punter uh Super Bowl champion he's a big ambassador for it as well so just to hear a story on it, uh, I think it's a great listen, and I really appreciate having him and uh, and Carl uh, Filipino on the show. It's uh, it's definitely a a great, just a just a great situation for both guys. I, I just feel like I, I love their passion for just training, fitness, as well as you know, like it was like with uh Mr. Filipino, you're talking about what he's done as a bodybuilder and his career as well. I'm going to have more information on the website on keepingarealsports.com. So, uh, but just enjoy the interview. And uh, once again, I want to apologize in advance. The uh, audio may sound a little choppy, but you can still hear it. It's, uh, it's definitely a great listen, so stay tuned for that. And as always, we're going to go through our top sounds of the week. And one of them will be Stephen A. Smith. The other two, I'm going to give you some time to figure out what they could be. So uh, it's something I want to do every week, the top three sounds in sports. It could be from a press conference, could be from an interview, uh, just different things that are going on. So it's a great show. Looking forward to uh, just people's responses to it. So as always, go on Twitter, at Ed Easton Jr. on Twitter. Same thing with the Instagram. And just let me know what you think. You're listening to Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. here on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio.
with Ed Easton Jr. And we're going into our top three sounds of the week. So I just need to really break down how this works. It's the top three sounds in sports from the past week or week and a half. And it just some things that it could be whether it's like WWE, boxing, uh, soccer, you never know. It's just basically the top things that everyone is talking about. Stephen A. Smith is a part of this list. I'm going to just give it away right away. I, I don't want you guys to even guess. He's going to be number one on here and just hear his whole breakdown on LeBron James and, and how they had this little feud, if you want to call it that, because LeBron, you know, called out Stephen A, said he was fake news. You just can't do that. Stephen A's a very prideful guy. So it's, it's that type of um, story. Then we also have the, uh, the very fun story in regards to WWE having this storyline 
regarding uh, one of their su- two of their superstars, Jason Jordan, and former wrestler, now general manager of Monday Night Raw, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is actually supposed to be the father of Jason Jordan. Jason Jordan is a African American wrestler, and they're doing this whole storyline where Kurt Angle was for the uh, last couple of weeks on the show was saying, I don't know, you know, what am I going to say? I have this huge secret. I don't want to just let it leak to anybody because it's going to ruin me and my whole reputation. And it just so happened that his whole uh, big surprise was uh, breaking over a, a wrestler who was a part of the tag team American Alpha earlier in his career, uh, Jason Jordan, who was actually his biological son, quote-unquote. Uh, I just thought it was a, a funny... Uh, Funny segment they did, so I'm going to play the uh, clips that they have. It's a nice little mashup of uh, some of the things that they talked about, as well as part of the interview that they had. Uh, WWE always does these these funny uh, little skits and segments that keep you on your feet. Uh, you know, like I said, this is interesting. I'm going to see where they build it to, but uh, that's uh, also on my list. And another one comes from the world of soccer, Major League Soccer, that is not to be confused with the Gold Cup and the U.S. who uh, picked up a win in the Gold Cup, the uh, finals they won against uh, Jamaica this past week. But uh, MLS, we had a, a coach, a coach from Real Salt Lake. This is uh, Mike Petke. He was not too happy with a uh, recent performance in a game, and he had some uh, choice things to say about the officiating, about the team, and it's really one of probably the more epic post-match rants you'll ever hear. I mean, I heard this, and I was in tears. The guy in the video, you know, he breaks down how he felt after being ejected from the game, and he wants to bring evidence. He brought photographic evidence to the uh, press conference showing reporters, uh, you know, what he felt like the officials saw and how, you know, this shouldn't have been a draw. It it was just one of the more epic things. You got to hear it. He didn't really curse or anything like that. It was just how... He was so into it. This was on the level of like a Jim Mora or Dennis Green back in the day of just defending his team and being extremely passionate. So I thought that was fun. That's going to be on the list as well. And um, as always, if anybody has any suggestions, hit me up on Twitter at Ed Easton Jr. or Instagram or actually shoot me an email. Okay, I don't I don't often give out my email address, but. I do get some requests that people say they want to hear certain sounds that they thought were kind of interesting from the past week. It's Ed Easton at KIRSnetwork.com. Once again, that is Ed Easton at KIRSnetwork.com. So without any further ado, here are this week's sounds from Sports Social with Ed Easton Jr. Three. As a child, I was always taught that every action has a consequence. Well, recently, I just found out that an action of my past has a serious consequence. When I was in college at Clarion University, I dated a young lady, and it wasn't until recent I found out that she gave birth nine months after our last date. 
So I'd like to introduce to you the newest member of Raw, my son, Jason Jordan. Jason, what is going through your mind right now? How are you feeling? Gratitude. I mean, I'm, I'm grateful for this new chapter in my life. It's, I'm grateful for the support of the WWE universe. Most importantly, uh, the unconditional love and support that my mom and dad have shown me. Can you take us back to the moment when you found out that you were adopted? I mean, how was that? What was going through your mind at that time? I found out when I graduated college. I was shocked. I didn't know what to think. I, I couldn't imagine that it had happened to me. But after everything had settled, you know, everything, everything made sense. I mean, I, I guess I've always wondered where my athletic ability came from because <laughs> I knew that they weren't the most athletically gifted people. Okay. Uh, well, now I know it's been in my blood all along. I've had a, a fulfilling, happy life. But I wanted to know who my birth father was. I was shocked and I was excited. It was all surreal. Uh, I, I mean, come on, it's, seriously? Kurt Angle is my dad? <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> the thing is, is Jason and I just need to know each other more. I mean, we just, came together tonight. Uh, this has been a long night for both of us, and um, I just want to make sure he doesn't make the same mistakes I made. I want to be a father, too. Two. The camera's rolling. You have your radio recording devices on. Get them on. You good? Okay. This is all I'm going to say about what happened with me tonight, it's all I'm going to say about anything that happened yesterday with Kyle. So no questions about that. It's going to be met with, after this, uh, no comment, okay? Here's why I got ejected tonight, and it's on me. I apologize to my players already. I apologize to my boss, who's standing back there, Craig. I'm going to apologize to my owner, and I apologize to the fans right now, okay? But... I could have released this, I could have went on Twitter, I could have done whatever. And here you go, Trey, hand him out. When Kyle Beckerman gets fined in a run of play for literally extending his arm, yet the last game that Kansas City played, this pitcher, this happened with their number six, Sanchez, who is a great player, valuable player for them, with his hand around the throat of a player from Philadelphia with the referee looking straight there, look at his eyes, straight there, and then the whatever committee it is that could review this sees all this, nothing has happened. Kyle Beckerman is suspended for extending his arm while the player is coming away from our goal and Kyle is running towards our goal. No goal scoring threat. That's one. Why I got a red card tonight, or I don't think they do red cards for players. Do they, Craig? They just eject you. 
why I got ejected tonight. This is the play right here. Fasty's out, Trey. We have a player put through on a breakaway. Could have been a breakaway. You see the still frame right here of him in a headlock. In a freaking headlock. Nothing is called. And then the ball goes back the other way. And there's uh, whatever foul it was on Tony Beltran or Luke. or I don't even know at this point. There's a foul called. Put them in a goal scoring opportunity for a free kick. Okay? I am who I am. I've apologized to my players. I've apologized to my boss again. I've apologized to the fans. I cannot, if I do not act the way I do, I can't sleep the next four weeks. Okay? I have players here that over the last couple of games have given me everything, have bought in everything. Okay? Tonight they've given me everything. The one thing I'll say about tonight is that we were a bit sluggish. And perhaps we were a bit sluggish because of the work that we put in over our last two league wins and the 10, 12 days that I had with them. That's on me. These guys have given me everything. I'm not going to answer why I got ejected, but look at these two pictures. I have two more that the, got the freaking printed didn't work, so I couldn't print it up. But I'll get, I'll get you those slides as well, okay? Okay, now I'm good. Now I'm good. Questions? One. I'm going to say something here. I'm going to openly confess to you that what I'm about to say, is, it, it, it's, it's personal. It's personal. One of the things that I pride myself in doing is that, you know, you're objective in pursuit of the facts. But once you acquire the facts and you disseminate it to the masses, you can be subjective in your opinion about those things. And you move forward from there. I want everybody to know that I have the greatest respect in the world for LeBron James. Not just because he's a champion. Not just because he's been the seven consecutive NBA finals. Not just because he is the quintessential superstar of the modern day era and the closest thing to perfection as a superstar, as a superstar that I have ever seen. In terms of him being a role model, his philanthropy, his charitable donations, his leadership, and so on and so forth. But nobody's perfect. And sometimes LeBron James gets on my last nerves. And within the last couple of hours, he most certainly has. And I'll be the first to say to you, you better understand something. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not just applicable to me. It's applicable to the great Adrian Wojnarowski, Mark Stein, the Rick Bukers of the world, the David Aldridge's of the world, the Mark Spears of the world, the Chris Broussards of the world, and so on and so forth. What I'm about to say is applicable to all of them. We never report everything we know. Contrary to what some of you out there would believe, we do exercise decorum and professionalism and we do make a concerted effort to try to quell whatever biases may exist inside of us as human beings. But I got to tell y'all, there are some moments when a professional athlete literally tempts you to go nuclear on them. And I stand here 
before you today. Right in that zone when it comes to LeBron James. Ladies and gentlemen, LeBron James sent out a tweet about me responding to Slam Magazine, talking about not facts, people. Boo, get another source. He's talking about me. He's talking about what I reported. And what I reported was that if LeBron James was in front of Kyrie Irving, I was told, quote, he would be tempted to whoop his ass. Excuse my language, it's World of Disney Airwaves, but that's a quote. That's what was told to me. I did not speculate. I did not put that out there. It was told to me. Verbatim. In that manner. Tempted. Now, in defense of LeBron James, let's walk this back a little bit because people have gotten beside themselves. LeBron James has always exercised class. He's always exercised professionalism. He's a businessman and rambunctious or contentious or irresponsible behavior doesn't ingratiate himself to the businesses that he represents. He's not going to hit Kyrie. He's not going to get into a fight with Kyrie. It wasn't meant to be taken literally. It was meant to highlight his level of frustration with what he perceives to be something that Kyrie Irving is doing in his eyes, which is to say he believes that Kyrie Irving, who is a big-time talent, and as far as I'm concerned, a superstar in his own right, who is a champion, wants to leave, and that should have been that, rather than Kyrie Irving trying to make his departure about LeBron James because it makes LeBron James look bad, and LeBron James feels betrayed. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not speculating. That is what was told to me. By confidence, LeBron James spits out there. See, my name's not some of the people that LeBron James sits down and interviews with. I won't mention any names because I'm not trying to cast any aspersions on them. They're my colleagues and I respect the hell out of them. And more power to them if they could get LeBron James to sit down with him. I understand he don't want to sit down with me. Fine. I could care less. But let's be clear. LeBron James likes comfort. And let's just say I don't make him too comfortable. Why? Because my ultimate issue is fairness. See, we can take sides all we want to about what's Kyrie doing and is he wise to do this, that, or the other. People need to understand something here. Kyrie Irving is not some dude who does not care about winning. Kyrie Irving is not some dude who believes he's going to lose if he doesn't have LeBron. Kyrie Irving believes he's a franchise caliber player who will win whether he has LeBron or not. And he believes he has elevated and graduated his game to such a degree that it is more than apropos for him to look for greener pastures beyond Cleveland. He believes he's worthy of being the face of a franchise. One of his mentors is Kobe. And we knew how interested Kobe was in being somebody's sidekick or perceived as somebody's little brother. That's Kyrie Irving. And also Kyrie Irving 
mind, according to his people, is not trying to malign or insult LeBron James by any turn. And matter of fact, they're extending credit to LeBron James because as Adrian Wojnarowski pointed out in his column on ESPN.com over the weekend, it's LeBron who these stars have to thank for the business acumen that they're exercising by empowering themselves and putting themselves in position to take control of their own careers. LeBron is the one that instigated and initiated and provoked all of that. Kevin Durant spoke about it before. Dwayne Wade spoke about it before. Chris Paul spoke about it before. And now Kyrie Irving is doing the same. So Kyrie Irving, according to his camp, is saying, what's the problem? LeBron, on the other hand, is saying, excuse me, this narrative that's out there painting me in a bad light just because you want your own franchise is unfair to me, your brother and your teammate who's always been there for you. There's two separate sides. What did I say that was fake? What did I say that was fake news? And even if that were the case, why is it that LeBron James always has this pension? To say something like that about me. Was I wrong when I broke the story that he was going to South Beach? Was I wrong when I talked about how I'm hearing he's going back to Cleveland? I just refused to believe it because who the hell would want to leave South Beach when I am hearing he's going back to Cleveland? What if I got into the real story about what happened with LeBron James against Boston the year before or that, or, that, or that spring when he finally decided to leave Cleveland and take his talents to South Beach? But we don't want to get into that. See, what makes LeBron look bad, the same LeBron that doesn't want to comment about Kyrie, the same LeBron that's in the offseason and didn't want to talk to the media, made sure to talk to Slam, didn't you? You make sure to take a shot at reporters, didn't you? On Twitter and Instagram. Ladies and gentlemen, LeBron James has access to my number. If there was almost any other superstar in the league, I'd have heard from them. They'd have called me directly. I'm not bragging, but I got it like that. Are different. LeBron James and a couple of years ago, KD. Let's get to LeBron James. For any negative quote that y'all want to point out about me, about LeBron James, I can point out 99 quotes that have come out of my mouth that have been nothing but positive about this man. About him, his family, he is a man, he is a player, he is a leader, he is a winner, etc. If LeBron James had a problem, it's because, ladies and gentlemen, he still hasn't gotten over me calling him out about Dallas. When he had eight points in an NBA Finals game being guarded by the likes of Jason Terry and J.J. Barea and didn't want to shoot the ball. That's his problem. Kevin Durant's problem with me. Oh, what did I do? What is this crime? That I committed. You know what it was, ladies and gentlemen? Two years ago, I said KD's thinking about leaving OKC. He was out there filming a commercial in L.A., and I'm hearing, whether it's L.A. or someplace else, things might not work out in KC. In OKC, he's thinking about leaving. 
say I was wrong. He said, I don't talk to Stephen A. My family don't talk to Stephen A. My friends don't talk to Stephen A. Mama's on the show. Brother coming up to George ESPN. He chilling out with me months earlier at 40-40. But he never talked to me. LeBron James, you in Dallas. Stinking up the joint during the NBA Finals. You openly admitted you stunk up the joint. And how that was a growing experience for you. And how that enabled you to ultimately come and become a champion. But because I had the temerity, the unmitigated goal, to point out something you did in front of 50 million people. You all caught up in your feelings. And this is the same LeBron James that wants us to believe. That his feelings really are of no consequence with this whole Kyrie Irving situation. Stephen A. points out what you did in front of 50 to 100 million people by sticking up the joint in your NBA final series against Dallas. You ain't get over that. Oh, but Kyrie Irving saying he don't want to play with the Cavaliers anymore. And this narrative about you not being happy about that suddenly is fake news. This is after people close to you, who you sign on to speak on your behalf, reach out to yours truly. And now it's fake news. Really, LeBron? Really? Y'all go ahead and talk to LeBron James all y'all want to. I'm going to watch this great, iconic athlete. One of the greatest we have ever seen, arguably the greatest athlete we have ever seen. Who is a phenomenal player, father, husband, philanthropist, and man. I will continue to watch him to do his business. But I have nothing more to say in regards to this particular subject, but this and this only. What I quoted somebody is saying, I stand by. The facts that I've accumulated by speaking to over 30 different sources this weekend, I stand by. I'm not budging or inching back one bit. I said what I meant. I meant what I said. And if LeBron James wants to refute that, I welcome the opportunity for him to do so. I can't wait. Gives me more an excuse to go in even deeper. Kyrie Irving. Say what you want about him. The brother's a big-time ball player. He can ball. He's a champion. And the one thing that stood out with me about him is that he says, meaning his camp says, we had a private meeting. We promised Cleveland we would have divulged a thing, and we never did. It came from somewhere. LeBron James' side emphatically denies that it came from them. Where's the fake news? 
Where is it? Don't hide behind 40, 40 characters, LeBron. Speak. Rachel Nichols is on the way of waiting for you. So is Brian Windows. Talk to any of them. Love to hear your response to that. Where's the fake news? I had the fortunate opportunity to talk with Carlo Filippone of Elite Lifestyle Cuisine and Julian Hammerhands Rodriguez about their uh, partnership in regards to Elite Lifestyle Cuisine. Uh, Julian is uh, is a boxer for uh, top rank. He is 15-0 with 10 knockouts, uh, definitely in line for some great title opportunities. Decided to make the change in his training and his eating habits with Elite Lifestyle Cuisine. And uh, working with uh, Mr. Philippone, who has worked with so many great athletes. You talk about like Steve Weatherford from the New York, used to play for the New York Giants, uh, Super Bowl champion. And he's been featured on shows like Good Day New York, Dr. Oz Show. His uh, products are used by pretty much everyone. Uh, it doesn't have to just be like a celebrity athlete or that type of clientele. Uh, it's it's such a, a great business that he is running and uh he breaks down just what got him to get it started and uh what he's trying to do from here on and julian also gives his thoughts on just starting just starting the uh, new diet and his training as he gets ready for his next fight in september okay so i start off once again i'm just welcome you guys to the show got carlo Filippone, and i got julian hammerhands rodriguez on the line, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing amazing. How's everything over there? Things great. Everything's great. I've been uh, reading. Well, Thank you. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, like I said, I've been reading up. Uh, lifestyle cuisine it looks amazing. Uh, Carlo, you're you're everything. You're CEO. You're chef. You're a bodybuilding champion. Uh, where did this uh, idea come from uh, for this? Well, the idea was actually formulated many, many years ago when I got into the bodybuilding. I was a uh, restaurateur by trade. My dad had a pizza shop, um, so I took his pizza shop idea and started cooking myself. But during that time, at a very young age, 21, I got into bodybuilding. And while exploring the bodybuilding, I just got tired of eating the staple bodybuilding foods, your plain chicken, plain tuna, plain rice plain potatoes, so I started experimenting with what I already knew in the kitchen, uh, which was to make foods flavorful. Uh, and I started um, really creating different types of cuisine that would allow me to still reap the rewards of being a bodybuilder, um, but also enjoy the food that I was eating. So um, I started conceptualizing what Elite Lifestyle Cuisine is today, way back in 1993. It was a process, a 10-year process to bring it to fruition. I had to get out of the... Uh, the pizzeria restaurant companies and go into the uh, food preparation business. So it's something that I've worked on for over a decade. I see, I see. And uh, Julian has uh, been an ambassador. Uh, Julian, now you're a boxer, you're um, always training. What drew you to Elite Lifestyle Cuisine? 
Well, I mean, uh, up until maybe a few weeks ago, I was pretty much doing my own thing in terms of my diet. Um, I've been fighting since I was seven years old, so I, you know, I would just eat what uh, just what I would normally eat, and I would just train extra hard. But only up until recently, I really, um, I really understood how critical a, a strict diet is for for cutting weight and and just overall performance. And um, that's where I when I kind of linked up with Carlo and. You know, he has exactly what I what I need to take him to the next level and to make my, you know, my weight training in terms of cutting weight a lot easier. And that's, you know, if anyone knows about the sport, cutting weight is definitely the hardest part of the sport. And still being able to maintain a, um, you know, a very uh, intense workout. You know, a lot of times previously when I would train and be cutting weight at the same time, my stamina was limited or I just had a lot of body aches. Um, but the food over at, uh, you know, Elite Lifestyle Canteen is top-notch. It honestly doesn't even feel like I'm dieting. The food is amazing. And um, that's pretty much the, pretty much the thing you want to do today. Yeah, it'd be, we have you even met on a whim, uh, if you just interject for a second. He was coming in purchasing product. I didn't even know that he was coming in to purchase product. And then one of my uh, my front boxing friends said, we have a pro boxer coming in here. And I said, well, who's that? And they told me it was uh, Julian Rodriguez. And I said, geez, I think I heard of this guy. So I looked him up and confirmed what I was thinking. And uh, he was a client. And then I said, well, we need you to be a brand ambassador here. Wow, that's amazing. And uh, Julian, I just have to ask, since you've uh, made the shift over to Elite Lifestyle Canteen, have you felt any difference in regards to your training, your energy? Oh, I, absolutely. And I'm, I am not even saying that. For the sake, I, um, I pretty much thank Carlo every other day because I, I'm just, I feel like a, I feel just like a whole new athlete, man. I, my stamina levels, nutrition, I just feel... When I wake up, I feel good, you know, uh, and um, the, the supplements as well as, as the food, just the whole combination. I it's just really I've seen how ripped I'm getting, and I'm not even, you know, not even in the cutting stage of my camp yet, and it's mm. just uh, it's just remarkable, the just uh, what I've what I've seen so far. I hear that, and uh, Carlo. Now you also have had, you work with other people. Uh, one of which is a Super Bowl champion, uh, Steve Weatherford from the Giants. What do you feel like uh, such a such apart from any other like cuisines out there about you know trading? Uh, what sets you guys apart? Well, I have dual knowledge. Most other companies don't. I have the experience both as competitive athlete at the highest level and as a chef at the highest level. Most companies don't offer that. They either have to outsource the cooking or they have somebody who has less than adequate skills preparing meals. I, I know how to balance the meals better than they do. Uh, when it comes to specific training, all of our meals are specifically calibrated for performance, and that's performance whether you're competing in the Super Bowl or in, in the boxing ring or whether you're at home and you need it for function. You can work uh, as a CEO at your office and for function as a mom. So the bodies are the same. The minds are the same. So we've calibrated the meals to make sure that they contain uh, balanced macronutrients, a good amount of protein, which we all need as human beings, decent amount of carbohydrates and high-quality carbohydrates, and then good, um, low amounts of high-quality fat coming from good sources. So we only use uh, quality products. We balance the meals as 
as well as we possibly can. Obviously, a diet per individual is specific. However, we balance it so that it's an improved version of what you'd be doing without consuming our products. So we'd be able to formulate the meals so that they help most people. When it comes to, uh, when it pertains to athletes, they have a, a greater advantage because they're training so intensely. And now um, you couple the training with proper nutrition and the adequate amount of rest, and you have a very well-oiled machine. So Julian's is next right better than ever. Definitely hear that. And Julian, uh, what is your next upcoming fight? Uh, it's scheduled for September 8th um, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay, and you definitely gonna be ready, obviously, with a lifestyle cuisine. Um, I have to ask you a question: now, where can like like regular people that may not be athletes, uh, where can they get drawn to a lifestyle cuisine? How can they get access to some of the products? Thanks. Uh, it's very simple. They can log on online. That's EliteLifestyleCuisine.com, or they can visit us. We have a retail store in Fairview, New Jersey, and that's Elite Industrial Avenue in Fairview. For those who are not familiar with Fairview, it's right over the George Washington Bridge, right across the river from Manhattan. But, uh, we deliver uh, basically nationwide, and we can do that by logging on again at EliteLifestyleCuisine.com. Okay. Guys, thank you very much for taking the time to talk about this. Uh, Julian, good luck in September, and I uh, hope everything is well. Thank you so much, and it was a pleasure being on the show. Definitely. Thank you. Thank Andy. you. Thanks for yeah. having us on. Good luck. No problem. Same to you all. As always, I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. Also, want to give a huge special thanks to uh, Carlo Filippone and uh, Julian Rodriguez for calling in and talking about Elite Lifestyle Cuisine. For more information, go to EliteLifestyleCuisine.com. A lot of great stuff on there. Um, also, just for everyone tuning in, to continue to give your thoughts, your ideas via Twitter at Eddieston Jr. on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, just make sure, you know, when you send me the at, be nice with it. Just give me a, a suggestion in regards to sounds. I like to take different people's opinions in regards to sounds. It doesn't have to be the regular mainstream sports. It could be something that's going on in your neighborhood or uh, any parts of Brooklyn, for example, that uh, you feel like should either be covered or should be uh, brought up. It's our radio station. It's not just me just throwing things out there. This is uh, what it's all about. So until next time, on Brooklyn Free Speech Radio, I'm Eddie Jr. Have a good one.